Hello, it's David Perlman for Conversations at the Whole Note. It is uh, 28th of December 2011. Uh, very happy new year to all of you and a happy new year to you. You too, it's you, going to be a very I'm, good one. I'm with Wallace Junta, Mezzo, I think is the, mm -hmm. the voice. When did you start calling yourself a Mezzo or when did people start calling you a Mezzo? Actually, not till I moved to Toronto. Uh -huh. People try not to classify young singers if they can mm -hmm. um, when they're in their teens and even early 20s. Sometimes it's not productive to label them with a voice type because their voice is still just developing and you mm -hmm. don't know. So I was a, a soprano when right. I was younger. I started singing lessons at 12 and I guess I sang whatever repertoire felt best, but it was mostly soprano. Right. So I thought that's what I was intended to be, and I was learning Madame Butterfly and all these crazy things that I shouldn't be singing. Mm -hmm. And when I got to Toronto for my first year at the Glen Gould School, my teacher, Jean, Jean McPhail, said, um, I think you're a mezzo, dear, so let's try that. Uh -huh. And we started singing some lower repertoire, and pretty much instantly I figured that she was right, and it really felt like a fit. Uh -huh. So coming back to why you're here right now, because <laughs> you're flying through. Um, you're, you were in Ottawa for the last couple of days with family for Christmas. Before that in Montreal for a gala type show or not? No, my parents live in Montreal actually. Oh, okay. I'm from Ottawa and all my extended family is there. But my parents moved to Montreal just a couple of years ago for my dad's work. So that's where our family home is now. Oh, I see. So that was also family. Mm -hmm. and, and you're here for Bravissimo at Roy Thompson Hall. New Year's is, Eve. The gala. The gala. And uh, as they say, early enough, seven till nine, that you can go party after it's over. It's very strategically planned. That's good. So, yeah. you, so mostly solo repertoire or are they going to be... It's about... 50-50. Um, I have two solos and a duet and a quartet and a quintet. Wow. So I think it's more interesting that way. Mm -hmm. You know, aria after aria gets really boring. Yeah, it's no opera bit... runs like that, so why should a show? Right, it's a bit too much like just the fights from the yeah. hockey, <laughs> from yeah. the hockey match. Right. <laughs> so, um, so you're working with some people that you know and some people that you don't mm -hmm. in this, this one. So Yeah, it's going to be a really good learning experience. Uh -huh. And I, I hope to make some new friends, some colleagues from Europe. That uh -huh. It's a really small world, the opera world. So mm -hmm. I love meeting people and finding that two, three years later, you're working with them again and you, you didn't even know it. And you're already friends and it happens all the time. It's very cool for us. So this is with an orchestra. Yep. And uh, orchestra on stage, soloists on stage. Yeah. Which is, have you sung at Roy Thompson Hall before? Or was nope. Only uh, after hours. I used to work there oh, in the yeah, music what, store. Oh, in the music store. And you For sneak four onto the years. Stage? Yeah. Um, I would, at the end of my shift, uh, sometimes just go in the hall and test it out. So are you singing anything on New Year's Eve that you've tested out in the hall before? I'm sure I have. Oh yeah, which? <laughs> well, I, one of my kind of standard arias that I use is Una Voce Poco Fa. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, although I can't remember when, but I'm sure in four years there that I, I let that one rip in the hall. Let it rip in the yeah. hall. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a bit different with the orchestra on the stage mm -hmm. for, for opera. But I've done it before. I've done oh, yeah. an opera in concert, actually. Oh, I've done a few. 
and I've, I've done some where the orchestra's right behind you uh -huh. at the Canadian Opera Company, at the school, at school, at the Glenn Gould School, and with Opera in Concert in Toronto. Right. Although they use a, a piano, so. Yeah, a little different. different dynamic, and of course you did the you did the Brooklyn uh, Nightingale. That's yeah. Where it's kind of the reverse, where the orchestra's on stage and and we're in the pit. In the pit. Yeah. With wetsuits. With wetsuits. Yeah. Although I, I didn't have to swim. Oh. I got to go on the raft. Okay. <laughs> and you in that one you did not just the you did not just well Nightingale, but you did the the little song. I did one of the song cycles, Pribautki. Uh -huh which was acted out behind me with shadow puppetry while I was singing. Right. It was really beautiful. I didn't get to watch it, but I saw in the rehearsals, I was able to just sneak a few looks. Uh, have you seen it on film since? Mm -mm. Or not, eh? Is it out? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, the page is quite cagey about those things. Yeah, I think so. So, um, so after Bravissimo, what, what next? I leave right away back to New York. I live okay. there now. I just moved there to start a young artist program at the Metropolitan Opera. The Lindemann yep. program, yeah. What's so, that about? How well, it's really a lot like the Canadian Opera Company Ensemble. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful training program for young singers who are at the point where they're finished their education, but they, they need a little time in the incubator still to uh, let their voices develop, um, learn new repertoire, and get professional experience while still having access to all the coach, coaching and faculty that is available there. Mm -hmm. So it's a bridging the gap kind of thing. And I have done a similar program at the COC, yeah, which was wonderful. Yeah, you were wonderful. part of the ensemble for two years, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I loved it, absolutely. And so when I got an offer from the Met, I knew what I was in for. It was something I'd done before. It's just a, a higher stake situation bigger productions, more productions. There's every single night, there's a show pretty much. Right. And every day there's at least one, if not two rehearsals on the stage. So what I'm mostly getting out of it is an exposure to literally everything, you know, 26 or 27 operas throughout the season mm -hmm. that I get to take in, learn. There's so many roles in there too that are for me. So I think it's ideal. So, so also all of the different language, yep. the language coaching and... I'm learning German and Italian. I have private instruction on just speaking the language. We've already dealt with diction in school. Mm -hmm. Most singers by this point will have a thorough education in their, in their phonetics and the diction, but mm -hmm. now they're teaching us how to be conversational. So we can work in Europe and, and work with colleagues like tonight. Mm -hmm. One of my colleagues is from Italy. So I'm going to practice with her. <laughs> All right. Um, you, you were mentioning earlier um, Royal Conservatory. Mm -hmm. And how long was the program there? The undergrad equivalent, they call it a performance diploma. It's four years, like a Bachelor of Music. Mm -hmm. And I actually only did third and fourth year of that. Because you did the first two in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. right? But then I also did an artist diploma, which is graduate level. Mm -hmm. So I was there for four. And I got two degrees out of it. And a collaborative pianist out of it as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you work with uh, Stephen Philcox? The whole time. He was my assigned coach. Every student at Glenn Gould gets a coach that they work with, along with a private teacher, throughout their whole time. Right. It's very unique for a school to do that. Most schools have a few coaches that you can beg to have some time with, maybe once a month. But Stephen, um, I saw every week. 
and now that I'm out of school, and even while I was still in school, we collaborated together outside um, of this, the school recital format. You know, okay. He's my right-hand man for that. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I, I was mentioning that because you were talking about some of the ensembles that you've worked with in Toronto yeah. previously. And um, I know you did a concert with him to open music at Sharon mm -hmm. a couple of years ago? or Summer not of 2010. Summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you were already working with him at, uh, at, at RC at that point? Oh, yeah. So this is our sixth year collaborating together. Really? Yeah. And that was our first, well, not his first professional recital, but it was my first professional recital with Stephen. Uh -huh. Prior to that, we had done about five or six within the school, you know, the requirements for the courses. But that was our first outside of school, and we've done a few now professionally, and also this uh, March, March 1st. I know you'll be working with him in, in March, mm -hmm. in March again. So you were saying that Roy Thompson Hall, this is your first official time on mm -hmm. stage at Roy Thompson, but you've worked pretty much everywhere else in Toronto. I would almost say. Almost at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know you, you did a concert at Moordale two, two seasons ago. That was the 0910 season. Yeah, with, uh, with yeah. a guitarist. Jason Vio. Yeah, and you, and he's just recently contacted me to see if I would uh, perform with him this coming summer oh, yeah. in a festival in the states, and I will be in Germany, so I can't. But we agreed that we'd love to try and find another way to collaborate soon because I just love singing with guitar, mm -hmm. and we really got along. We had a, a good connection, and I think. If I can, throughout my career, I'm going to try and keep that a vibrant part of it, working with not just piano and orchestra, yeah, yeah guitar and anything else that I can organize. Uh, as you did with Amici as mm -hmm. well, where the, again you were singing, again it was a song, a song cycle yep. context. Right? It was wonderful. I knew all of them already, mm -hmm. and even uh, Joaquin was one of my teachers, mm -hmm. so He's on the faculty at Glenn Gould, so it was very neat to get to work with them professionally and work with the trio. I'd never done that before. So you can't talk about all the stuff you've got coming up, right? Most of it not. Not anything after August. So is there anything coming up in this year's COC season that you can't talk about? Yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it there. We won't break any rules on sure. this. But I'll look forward to hearing about that. Mm, I think it won't be long. Oh, good. It's the 14th of January, I think, that they announced their, okay. their new season. That's really so, soon. Yeah. But you are coming you're back here on March 1st for a recital mm -hmm. with Music Toronto. Yeah. Is it your first time at Music Toronto? Or yes. It is. Okay. And that's with Stephen Philcox, mm -hmm. who you've worked with. And when it, at the start of the season, that one was billed as... Um, that you were going to do an evening of English language songs. Which I still am. But with uh, There's a new something twist. of a twist that you can talk about. I can talk about yeah. it. It's very exciting for me. Yeah. Um, since this past October, I've uh, developed, a, a, I guess, a budding friendship with Rufus Wainwright mm -hmm. and his partner, Jorn, who's the new director of uh, the Luminato Festival. Right. I met them in Toronto. We were performing together at a gala concert for the Villa Charities Foundation. And, you know, we 
we got to experience that together. It was a very interesting concert. A lot of a, a lot of variety on the program, so mm -hmm. it was very neat for opera singers and uh, other artists to kind of work together. And around the same time, I was given by a colleague in New York a new song cycle that he's written. The songs for Lulu. Songs for Lulu. Yeah. And I fell in love with it. It was right before I met him, actually. I he, was talking. He did, to... he did that cycle here himself. Mm -hmm. um, just before his opera, Diva, he did it at the Winter Garden. Right, here before in Prima Donna. That's right, Prima Donna. Prima Donna was That's just right, this yeah. past spring, I think, yeah. right? Luminato. Uh, or was it two the years one ago? one before. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I wasn't here, I know and, that. And he did that as the first half of a, of a concert at the Winter Garden, and an audience that was much more a Rufus yeah. Wainwright. Audience and, and they came and they saw his other side. Yeah, you know, they saw the other side and had to be instructed on not applauding between the songs yep. in the cycle. Were you there? Or? I wasn't, but I know all about it. Yeah. And what's really neat is the reason that I got this song cycle was because New York City Opera was doing that very same type of concert just okay. this past November. They did the first half, uh, his song cycle, except they had four opera singers perform it. Wow. And he did the second half of all of his other repertoire, you know, his pop songs. So that's kind of a bridge between yeah. the two. And what he said at the end of the night, which was really, really smart, was, I'm doing this because I hope that the people that come here for me, for my songs, mm -hmm. will see my classical side and will maybe come to my opera, and that the people that come here for my opera side will get to enjoy my pop songs as well. And there needs to be more of this going on. More, not so much mingling of the genres, but just getting people to open their minds to different types of music and see that there really, there doesn't have to be a huge gap between them. That at the time operas were written two, 300 years ago, that was the pop music of the day. Mm -hmm. And that was something that everyone could enjoy and appreciate. And new opera being written today can also be taken in by anyone. It doesn't have to be just someone who would would be a, a Wagner snob, you know. Anyone can enjoy his opera. And I think it's very clever that, that he's, he's putting his music, both sides of his music, together in one concert, and it works so well. Right. So, so in this particular context, it's a 12-song cycle, mm -hmm. right? With three of them are Shakespearean. Yes, sonnets. Sonnets. They're uh, wonderful. And the title, the title piece in the cycle is is one of the Shakespeare sonnets, I think. All Days uh, or Nights. All Days or yes. Nights is from the first of the three mm -hmm. sonnets. It's beautiful. W what I found myself wondering, and it's part of why I was asking you about Stephen Philcox, is that when he does it himself, he's the two-headed beast. He's, mm -hmm. he's his own piano and he's exactly. his own voice. And, and I was wondering what kind of a challenge that's going to... Well, it's very pose. neat because when they did this in New York, it's all really incredible how it panned out, but one of the coaches for New York City Opera I work with in New York, so when I told him I was planning this recital, he said, and I said I needed some Canadian content, and he said, oh, I've got this cycle by Rufus Wainwright, and it's beautiful. Have a look. Mm -hmm. So he gave it to me, and I fell in love with it instantly, but then I bumped into a friend who was one of the four singers that was performing this. And she's someone I've worked with before, and she ended up staying with me while she was in town to do that concert. 
And she was able to let me come to the rehearsals and see the process as he worked through from, from someone who had only done it himself mm -hmm. to coaching four other people to take on his baby for the first time. Right. So I was able to sit and watch that process, come to the concert and meet with him and talk to him. So we really, I don't know, that was just total fate. And then just Christmas Day, he sends me an email to say that he'd like to, to work with me on them to, uh, to coach, to just get a sense from a, a classical singer of what sort of markings um, you would need to have in the score for it to translate from what he wants to what we need to see on the page. Mm -hmm. So we're going to work together in New York and um, I imagine I'll, I'll get a lot of help from him on how to perform them. It's just it's, pretty amazing yeah, it how is. it all that's, you know fell into place. And it's still true to what you said it was going to be. It's all mm -hmm. still going to be English language. Yeah, actually, there's yeah. one French song. Well, in the cycle, there's yeah, one French song. Yeah, but it's too. still official language, oh, so I think absolutely. it's okay. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Uh -huh. And he said he'll try and come because him and his partner have a place here now. Right. So I, I think it's pretty incredible. That's really going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to it. For someone who grew up as a huge Rufus Wainwright fan. Right. And has seen him live multiple times since I was probably 14, 15. It's very neat for me. I wanted to ask you about that a little bit because it seems to me that uh, even some of your classical repertoire, you, you don't necessarily come to through classical channels. I'm thinking about uh, the Corpus Christi, oh, yeah. which <laughs> I was wondering whether you knew that before you heard Jeff Buckley's version. Uh, of no, it, Jeff Buckley it. original. My uh, father works in, um, in the music industry and he works in pretty much everything but classical music. So I was raised on a healthy diet of non-classical mm -hmm. and Jeff Buckley is his favorite artist. I would, I think that's probably true. So that album has been in my head since I was probably a fetus. And <laughs> I, I really just grew up listening to it. And then when I found out who Benjamin Britten was, when I started learning about composers, I thought, oh, you mean I can legitimately sing this song and right. in a recital and no one's going to say, you know, don't sing a rock song. So after March, are we going to see a lot of you this year? Or is New York going to be? I'll still be living in New York because it's a, it's a two-year minimum program. So, yeah, this is my first year. I'll have one more season there, but I will say that I'll be back in Toronto for at least two months. Great. Yeah, next season. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, getting back to Bravissimo for a second. Sure. Uh, I've noticed that uh, I've, I've looked at some of the YouTube stuff. You're more comfortable with a microphone than, than some... Hmm. people doing your job. Good eye. I actually did a lot of that when I was younger. I performed in a jazz band for a while at Ottawa U with some of my colleagues. We wrote our own rap. Um, I used to sing at telethons a lot. I don't know if they even have those on television anymore, but for charities in Ottawa, you know, Heart and Stroke Foundation, Children's Hospital, through my dad's connections in the music industry, um, I would get nominated for those and I would volunteer to go in. So I've done quite a bit of it. Not so much recently, but mm -hmm. definitely as a, a child and a, a teen, I performed with a microphone. 
My sister is a singer-songwriter mm -hmm. as well, so we would perform at open mic nights and events around Ottawa a lot. So yeah. if they decide on New Year's Eve to to make fine. five tenors out of you, <laughs> you'll be fine. I'll be fine, although I would feel like it would be sacrilege in Roy Thompson Hall. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. You're I welcome. I enjoyed this. Me too. Looking forward to New Year's Eve and to March. Thank and you. And to whatever they're going to announce. Very soon. Very soon. Thank you Remember, so much. You're welcome.